Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Notes Magoats podcast. Uh, I am Brandon. And I'm Steve. And guys, it is Black Friday. This is when this one is coming out. And uh, yeah, it's uh, you're probably either sitting on your couch naked, shopping Amazon, or you're probably naked in a Walmart, drunk probably. I don't know. That's I try. If you to, are, if you are going to go Black Friday shopping Walmart, make it memorable. Get on fucking TikTok. Do something crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Fight so, somebody over a toaster. Yep. So speaking of being drunk in a Walmart, uh, Steve, who are we talking to today? That's, you know, that's fair. That's a fair, that's, that's a fair, fair comparison. Fair. <laughs> that's a fair comparison. Uh, yep. There we go. So guys, we are uh, bringing back a guest that we had um, earlier in 2021. He was one of our, actually one of our first guests we ever had. Um, yep. Him and his, uh, his hetero life mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> hanging out here. Um, so today, guys, we are talking to one half of the Good Verse Evil podcast. One what quarter or third of Demented Peach Productions? I don't know how many Something there are. Like that, yeah. How many? Uh, how many sure. guys are on that one? Or in gals? <laughs> Poor Demi. Um, you're right. It's, but there's, uh, three, there's four of us in total. Yeah, four of you. So there's four. Uh, so you're a quarter of Demented Peach and half of Good Verse Evil and. Uh, so we got John Batch joining us again today. Solo John Batch. That yeah. makes me three quarters of a man, I think. So all right. I'll take it. You got there. And uh, thanks. Thanks for having me on, gentlemen. Glad you're here. I love man. It. So, John, we brought the idea to you of being on the podcast. We gave you a couple right. of options and you were like, you know, I could do this. I could do that. We said, we're going to be on Black Friday. And you're like, I got it. So, John, what did okay. you pick today? And why do I fucking hate you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Steve, my friend, there are a number of reasons that one could choose to hate me, but in this case, yes, as because are. we are on Black Friday, uh, therefore we are doing uh, Metallica's Black Album. Um, mm-hmm. So here's here's the thing, and I, I know I, I picked this album mainly with the goal, uh, not just because it's Black Friday, but because I kind of wanted to piss Steve off. Uh, Absolutely, you know, I love it's, it. That's it's enjoyable for me. I'm sorry, but you're you're not alone uh, in that one. There. <laughs> Welcome to the club. They they meet pretty much every fucking day in my house. <laughs> I did. It was an interesting uh, take back. And I'm sure we'll go back into the history of the album or, or you know later in the episode. But mm-hmm. it was interesting for me to listen back to it uh, coming into it because you know I, I kind of grew up on on you know kind of 80s and 90s uh, metal and, and hard rock. Listening back to it, I, I think that the best way I can describe it, it's it's like. Do you remember when you were a kid and you had like that that cool aunt, right? Like the the one that would uh, maybe give you a sip of a drink when your parents were looking. She'd take you to the R-rated movie. That that right? Yeah. That aunt. Oh yeah. Yep. And now it's twenty years later, and she's still around, but she's not cool anymore. Now she's getting drunk on wine coolers and posting stupid shit on Facebook about her ex-boyfriend. And to me, that's what what Metallica is, or at least this particular album, because the 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 music itself is still great, like from a technical standpoint, right? The the um, the riffs and the, the drums and even the vocals from from uh, Hetfield. Mm-hmm. But the lyrics are so fucking dumb. Oh, <laughs> 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 they're terrible. <laughs> like, 
I, I and this is the first one that made me think of that. Like this is the the third the third song of the album, right? Holier than than thou. Before you judge me, take a look at you. Can't you find something better to do? You're slow, uh, slow to understand. Arrogance and ignorance go hand in hand. Now, who does that sound like? That's your drunk aunt on Facebook every Friday night, right? That's yes. that's exactly what that is. So that's why I enjoyed listening to this album again one more time. It's it 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 was a very good album when I was you know in my early to mid teens. It was great, you know, and I was rebellious and yeah, fuck the system. But now in my early thirties. It's the dumbest fucking album I listen to. <laughs> You're not going to get a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of feedback from me on that one. I tell you what, that I, I I totally agree that lyrically this one is not good. But yeah, so a little bit of backstory. This fucking hurt, dude. I'm telling you right now. You made me research Metallica. Um, the funny thing is, is I think we're going to do something with this band coming up in 2022. We got an idea, but they are an American heavy metal band. Um, ish i don't know i can't call them heavy anymore they've been around since 19 fucking 81 though 1981 they're older than me which is takes a lot um (laughs) current members uh are uh, james hatfield who started the band with uh some douchebag from norway on drums um good old fucking (laughs) lars Ulrich. um so james plays guitar and lead vocals kirk hammett has been around for a very long time. He's a lead guitar player and Robert Trillo, Trillo. He's the bass player. He looks like he's like one of their kids. Cause he probably could be, um, he's a younger guy, um, super buff and doesn't look like he belongs at all. He actually looks scary. These guys look like they're like the Walmart heavy metal band. And they got this big buff Indian <laughs> dude behind them. That's going to kick somebody's ass. Um, <laughs> so they've got 10 studio albums. Now I would have thought, haven't been out for over 30 years they have more than 10 albums personally i that kind of surprised me um but they've got nine grammys on 23 nominations they've sold how many albums brandon total uh, 350 million you gave them way too much credit what about oh. you john i'm gonna say they are in the the 100 million range i'm gonna say 150 you're not wrong you're not far 125 okay so yeah. they are, and they are actually ranked number sixty-one out of a hundred of the best artists of all time by Rolling Stone. This was in two thousand eleven, so you kind of take it for what it is. Um, they, they, the top five, and it's it's still top five. They've done this list three times since then. Uh, Beatles, Stones, Elvis, Dylan, and Chuck Berry are the top five, one to five. So Beatles are one, Chuck Berry's five. Nice. I can't really argue with that. I can argue a lot. Rolling Stone does. I can't argue with that list. Um. And putting them at 61 is probably okay, I think. Um, the last six albums that they've put out, though, have debuted at number one on Billboard. So that name still sells. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think the Black Album was in the, this is, like their, this is their fifth album. So the one before this and then all the ones since the Black Album have debuted at number one. For some odd reason, they haven't gotten better. Um, the, the Black yeah. Album is actually a self-titled album referred to as a black album because the cover was black so weezer stole that from them apparently um yeah weezer has multiple self-titled albums they're just red blue black yellow whatever the fuck um this was released august 12th 1991 so right around brandon's birthday i mean pretty close about a year later yeah um it's their fifth studio album 12 tracks 63 minutes long why i just it's an over an hour long of just 
it debuted at number one on Billboard um, and was number one for four straight weeks. Uh, it has been on Billboard, the Billboard 200, um, ever since. Do so you know how many weeks that is, Brandon? Uh, what was the number? On the Billboard 200 since it was released. It's been on the Billboard Top 200 since it was released. How many weeks do you think that's been? Oh, man. So that was 91, 52, right? 91. 52 weeks in a year. So 30 years. It's like... 633 weeks. Oh man. 633 weeks it's been on Billboard Top 200. The longest the longest album on the Top 200 is uh Dark Side of the Moon at 958 weeks and still counting. Oh man. Bob Marley's got one too and there his is in the his is in the 6 or 700s too, but yeah, Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon at 958 still counting. Yeah. 90. It's it's still it's still in the hundreds I'm pretty sure too. That one is um making them money still. Um, it did win the best, the Grammy for best metal performance, which I didn't know there was a Grammy for best metal performance. I was totally unaware of that. Um, Beat out aluminum yeah. and <laughs> copper, <laughs> copper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five singles in this one, guys. Uh, Inner Sandman, Sad but True, The Unforgiven, Where I'm, Where Wherever I May Roam, and Nothing Else Matters. Now. The part that I think that we're going to get involved in in 2022 is, if you, John, I don't know if you saw this yet, but for the 30th anniversary of this album, they put out a, a compilation called The Blacklist. It's four hours of covers from different bands uh, like Chris Stapleton, Weezer, okay. Miley, Ghost, Jay Balvin, Darius Rucker, and like a whole ton more. But they went like all over the and- place. Do they just cover the first two songs? You know, the only good ones on the album. No, they did them all, and like there's multiple, <laughs> like there's literally there's multiple, like two or three, two or three versions of from different artists. I think Inner it. Sandman's got seven versions of it on there. Something weird, but dude, it's Yikes. it's there's some weird ones, but there's actually some pretty interesting ones. The Ghost, the the cover from Ghost, who is oh. a true metal band, is awesome. But it's yeah, actually pretty good. I love. I, I've been getting into Ghost more and more, but okay. so. I think Brandon and I are going to do that, the black the blacklist at some point in 2022 when I want to really hate myself. At but the cool thing point. about that, the cool thing about that compilation, Lars isn't on it. It's true. So it's a, it's a, a true, okay you know, it's a good album then. Yeah, I'm okay you know, with it's, it. It's, it's interesting um, because I, I, and I know why you hate him because of the whole Napster. Napster. Right. Um, so I ended up listening to them. Uh, initially, I was going to, try to just go old school but like napster's not around anymore uh, <laughs> i found out um so i um, so that it plus with my luck the way the last time i was on limewire i think i tried to download like a like a weezer album and i ended up downloading like some guy with his goat who was uh shall we say romantically involved um you kept that video oh I, of course i did i've got uh, hard copies on dvd if you want one um, All right, <laughs> but anyway, it's my address. <laughs> um, I do it on Spotify, and, and uh, here a little bit of trivia for for you guys. Is uh, mm-hmm. interesting as is that you know they they sold out to to Spotify. Mm-hmm. Do you know who one of the very first investors in Spotify was? I'm guessing it was Lars. Uh, no, it was um, um, Sean. Sean, what's his name from Napster? Oh no, shit! Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. So, I didn't know that. That's funny. So he's he is now making money off of Metallica. <laughs> That's awesome. That's no funny. Yeah, that guy got a, that guy got a hard so. rap. I was I, I sucked for that guy. 
Um, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> really did. it worked out. We usually would pick our favorites, our least favorites, and our deep mm-hmm. our deep tracks here, how okay. we do things. Uh, John, I'm going to actually let you kind of bat lead off here. What was your favorite sure. track? Well, that's, that's a tough one because, again, I, I think there were really only two really <laughs> – truly good songs yes um which were the the first two um i'm gonna go uh, although enter salmon is a, a classic i'm gonna go with sad but true the second track on the album and the reason for that uh is because when i was a child uh, probably about nine or ten years old first heard the album every time he would sing the you know that refrain that sad but true I thought he was saying the word temperature, like temperature. <laughs> and I'm like, what is, I, I figured he was just like my dad, right? He was getting pissed off. If somebody was playing with a thermostat in his house thermostat. too. <laughs> you know, I, I, I love it. Know. I love that. Um, so That's hilarious. So for that reason alone, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to go with that as, as my, my favorite uh, song on the album. Nice. What about you, Brandon? Yeah, um, I picked the other one. I picked Enter Sandman as my favorite. Now, for me, I was introduced to this song um, when I was actually vacationing in New York and I went to a Yankees game. Um, I was a Yankees fan for a wee bit back in their heyday. Everybody Um, was. Right. Uh, And nothing really amps the stadium up more than when Mariano Rivera came to close out the game. And this was his song. You know, so listening to this brought me back to when I was there, um, when when this kind of happened. So for me, that was that was my my favorite. Um, yeah. What about you, Steve? You know, you, I got to agree with both one? of you. I did. I did have one. You know, okay. I, I do. I appreciate this band. I appreciate James Hetfield because he's fucking hung out with Lars for over 40 years and lived to tell it. Sure. Um, <laughs> and. Kirk, good old Kirk Hammett, who never said, I don't think that dude said more than five words his whole life. Um, but, and Lars never fucking stops talking. We have that in common, actually. Um, I picked Inner Sandman, too, and it's it's mostly because, like, all the singles from this album, they're, the opening guitar riff on all of them, they they know, you know it's a Metallica song right away, but I feel like Inner Sandman has probably one of the best openings of any song, because you just recognize it. It doesn't matter where it is. Um, you already kind of want to, like, it starts to go hard. You kind of like, I imagine me being younger, like John that's in a circle pit, just getting ready to fuck somebody up, like just getting ready to go for it. And then James, James starts singing and you just like, yup, I'm going to ruin some kid's existence right now. This is going to happen. <laughs> and I was right. that guy for a while there. Um, but again, just like Brandon, the fact of the matter is that a, I believe he was Dominican, uh, for Mariano Rivera was a Dominican born player mm-hmm. to pick up, this song and run it for as long as he did and know that when an opposing team heard this song, there was a very good chance you were getting ready to lose from yeah. the Yankees. Like Mariano Rivera didn't, didn't blow too many saves. Um, so to like, just that, I, I, I would imagine to hear that Yankee stadium, is just give you goosebumps because you know, game's done. Sorry guys. See ya. Well, and that was you also know. in the era of that was the old Yankee stadium too. So okay. we're talking like Babe Ruth and, yeah, Gehrig on that and that whole stadium. So and just to walk that through that oh, is it's amazing. So yeah, I I believe that was kind of there. So I I love that track as much as I hate Metallica. That's a timeless one. Like you said, there's only really two on this album that are halfway decent, and that one's timeless. So 
For sure. uh, do we want to play a game, Brandon? We are, we are going to play a game, guys. It is time for the word association name game. Wang, let's play Wang. Let's play Wang. Word association name game. Wang, word association name game. Wang, Wang. All right, so I've got my track list up. Uh, yep. What do you got for me? First one, false happiness. Um, that's uh, that that's the entire album, to be honest. Um, <laughs> True, one hundred percent. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, false happiness. I'm gonna go with um, sad but true. Okay, uh, Steve, do you have a rebuttal or are you agreeing? That one's good. It's either that one or I think my friend of misery, but okay. I think sad but true as well. It is sad but true. Good, nice job, nice job. Just going by the lyrics, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, exactly. So here's here's the next one. All right, get that tire off, please. <laughs> Don't tread on me. Uh, yeah, most, you can't yeah. Even, yeah, you can't. Just, I can't even. The most I can't even ridiculously. Yeah. Most ridiculously misplaced patriotic song since the the fucking nine uh, eleven song that Toby Keith released. Yeah, like yeah. it's. The, Yes, you're not yet. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That was it's, it's so bad. <laughs> yep. It's not not what I expect to hear on a uh, Metallica album. No, not at all. No. So guys, that was the word association name game. So we're now going to get into our least favorites. Uh, hopefully we can narrow it down, guys, to our our least favorite one single track. If not, that's fine. Whatever. Cool. We do what we want. So I'll start us off. Uh, my least favorite that I picked was my friend of misery. Uh, to me, this song is misery to my ears uh, for seven minutes. Um, I know that some of the other tracks are this long, but this one is just not an attention grabber for me. And I kept checking to see if I missed something or accidentally pushed repeat or something dumb because I was, I'm bound to do that. Uh, it honestly could have and should have been shorter by probably about seven minutes uh, and uh, it still would have gotten the point across in that set if seven minutes were omitted. So um, that for me, yeah, no. But honestly, like I, you could have taken out probably three and a half, four minutes of it, and still would have had a an taken right three and a half or four songs out of here and been fine. I mean, <laughs> realistic. It's it's true. So John, let's push yep. it over to you, man. What Ooh. did you have a a least favorite, or did you have a couple? Like what what do you what do you got? So I'm going to, I have to, it's for me, it's either, um, look the, it either don't tread on me, which again, I just a terribly misplaced song yes. or, uh, or the God that failed, I think is again, just kind of a dumb, like, I, I didn't understand the point of the song is, are you, are you railing against religion? Are you claiming that god is dead are you what are you trying to say what are you trying to do because none of it it doesn't make sense right the lyrics make absolutely no sense it made me when i listened to that song it made me angrier at that song and at that band than i have ever been at god um so i'll I'll just leave it i'll leave it at that that's a lot that's awesome (laughs) yeah yeah Right. So mine was uh, mine was holier than thou to follow that up, holier okay. than thou. Yeah, dude, this track should really just be a musical instrument. 
intro to the Unforgiven and just call it a day. Musically, it was, it's good. Yeah, I, it, it reminded me. I, I will say this: it reminded me almost kind of like a, um, I can't even think of the band now, but uh, almost like a Motorhead song, but before yeah. the lyrics started, yeah. it was it was good. It was it was good, and then you're right. The lyrics lyrics started, and it was just it was the it, the dumb. Again, it's almost like Facebook lyrics. Like it's just it, dumb. Just like there's nothing to yeah. it. You're it's it's repetitive. Like every fourth like line is repeated, and it's just like, come on, man. This yeah. is probably the <laughs> only Metallica song that I don't want to hear Hetfield sing. The in the right. gang the gang vocals in this one. What the shit? Like and Lars was included on that because of of course he was. He got to get that dude a microphone. He sings on more of these tracks. There's so many, the gang vocals were just weird. Um, but if it was just instrumental and they were just kind of rocking out and going like jam band style for three and a half, four minutes, mm-hmm. the, the the music kicks ass here. I mean, as much as I I don't like Lars, um, like the the guitar, the guitars, the bass, you can actually hear everything pretty well. And it just, it's just it just hits really hard. But then the freaking lyrics are terrible. They are the yeah. freaking worst. Um, so Brandon, I think you've got the the second game. We have a guest today, so you have our second game. I do have the second game. This one is called. I'm just gonna name it. It is what it is. By this point, guys, we've been naming it this. It doesn't really technically have a name, but I'm naming it right now. In on wax, this is what it is. Shatner's poetry slam, guys. It's time for Shatner's poetry slam. So. John, what I have All done right. is I have printed printed off the lyrics of two other songs from, so not the ones from the Wang game, but two He's different. Gonna get dumber songs. by reading these exactly, and uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna read these kind of monotone William Shatner esque. I'm gonna read the lyrics, and okay. when when you think you know the name of the song, just spit it out. Okay, so I've All got right. two. I've got two of them. So here's the first one. You just stood there screaming, fearing no one was listening to you. They say the empty can rattles the most. The is that sound... my friend of misery? Yep, that's it my is. friend of misery. It yep. is. Yep. Yeah. Good job. Good Am job. I not supposed to be looking at the lyrics now? No, no, no you can't. No, go right ahead. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All uh, right. Next one. Here we go. I'm going to go kind of in the middle here. We'll see. Um, not right at the top. Okay. And the earth becomes my throne. I adapt to the unknown. All right, guys. Simple, easy. All right, let's uh <laughs> let's get into this next category because I'm intrigued by I well, I'm, I'm intrigued by what we might yes. consider deep cuts, dark horses, because we've already kind of established that things are a little meh about this album. Yes. So Steve, let's start with you, man. Of course. What was your deep cut dark horse? My deep cut on this one was of Wolf and Man. Now, I don't remember this hearing this track before. I've listened to this album a bunch of times. I don't remember actually hearing this one before and listening to it, actually taking the time to listen to it. Um, I was dumb because this song actually is pretty decent. Right. The guitar solo by Kirk Hammett is epic dude the guitar solo on this track is amazing the drums even though i fucking hate that guy um they set the tempo of this of this of this song so well that it just rolls so it's it's one of the harder songs i think on the album the actual lyric lyrics on this one are one of the better ones i think because it kind of does tell a story a cohesive story throughout um and i understand kind of why like 
actual Metallica fans love this track. It's one of the, like a favorite of like actual Metallica fans, apparently. Um, I was trying to figure what the big deal was, but I like went and looked at it. And I was like, oh, it's actually, it's not bad. So of Wolf and Man, I had to give the drummer a little bit of credit, but I hate, I still hate that guy. Um, what about you, John? What was your, what was your deep cut? So actually, I, I will I will confess that that is uh, my not only mine as well, but I've actually uh, and, and don't hate me for this, Steve, but I, oh. I did actually add that one to my um, my morning workout list. Uh, it's it's just a good it hits pump, it hits hard it man. hits it gets a good pump you up song get good to kind of get your heart going in the morning and uh, it's yeah that's I, I like it it's it's if it if it weren't buried toward the end I think it would have gotten a lot more airplay frankly mm-hmm. um i i think the 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 first two songs as we've already discussed uh, hit probably the hardest on the album um and the problem that the this album has is that uh after those first two songs you've got uh, holier than thou which fucking sucks uh you've got the unforgiven which is okay but you don't have a lot you you don't have a lot of really good music on there or a lot of good songs so by the time you get down to uh you know of of uh wolf and men a man uh most people are not going to hear that song because they haven't taken the time to listen to the whole album because by track six or seven they've given up yeah it was front-loaded for sure what about you brandon uh the one that i picked uh was nothing else matters um a lot of this album was fast-paced has a drive behind the beat i liked this track because it slowed it down a little bit and we really get to hear the harmonies that these guys create um and i really liked that laid back feel so Let's get into our final thoughts. Um, I'm just, I'm talking, so I'll just kind of roll with it here. Makes Uh, sense. Final thoughts. In my honest opinion, this album could have been over at eight tracks and still been good. Okay. Whatever. Uh, There was a lot of flexibility and musical diversity in those eight tracks. However, the last four tracks were there and they all just kind of seemed to bleed together as one big, massive track, in my opinion. Uh, They were long, pretty uninteresting. Overall, it was a good rock album for when it came out. Um, and I can definitely understand why this one is and was so popular. Uh, so for me, I'm giving this one a seven and a half out of 10. Steve, what about you, man? I want to hate this album on principle alone, just because I should have to hate. I should hate this album just because of this, but I can't, I can't hate the album. I can hate that fucking drummer. I really can. And I'm really good at it. Um, but I actually found myself listening to this album, specifically listening to the drum tracks on every single one of these songs. Cause I was looking for every single opportunity I had to bust that guy's balls. And I didn't find very many on the drum side of things singing. However, he needs to stop doing that. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, he needs to stop at the gang vocals and trying to back. No, don't No, He shouldn't do that anymore. Um, also he's a terrible human. So it's okay. I'm okay with it. Him being that guy. Well, the name Metallica, like Lars, you can't really have. A, you need you can't really be decent. Well, I guess he's from Norway. It's probably common over there. It's like you know, it's like Adam or something. Or Steve. Um, or Steve. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Very very popular. He's he's very popular in Norway. Like we're huge in Japan. Right. Um, exactly. Metallica as a band is iconic, and this album maybe their crowning achievement. Kind of sucks. It was 30 years ago, um, for them, I guess, but. I actually went with a seven out of 10 for this. And I've got one, I've got one thing. I was drunk on a bottle and a half of wine when I wrote this review. So I had the feels nice. in me and I, I got a little bit of the love potion going for this one. So what, um, was, to the, get me, what was the name of the wine that we can attribute this seven to? 
dude, it was probably Aldi wine. I don't know. It was super cheap. All right. I'm, I'm, a, oh, I'm, a, I'm a classy, I'm a classy fellow. It's like, yeah. it was probably $3 a bottle. I think I drank two. Yeah. Um, All right. you know, so one of those things, but the seven out of 10 that I gave it is mostly for the music. I could give two shits about the lyrics musically, the band, the band kicked ass. And I think the music tracks, even going to stuff now would still work. Just the lyrics thing did kind of go away. What about you, John? What was your, what was your uh, final thoughts on this one? Well, I forgot I was supposed to rate this album, um, but that's all right. Uh, <laughs> Let's go last. No. You got some time. Right. So, um, no, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right from a, from a technical standpoint, right? From the, when, when you look at it just as uh, the music itself, great. I, I think the only real detriment to, to this album uh, is the, the lyrics on probably nine out of the 12 songs uh, or you know, 10 out of the 12 songs were, were mm-hmm. just awful. So, so for that reason, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have to, let's see, we got a 7.5 uh, and a 7 a out seven. of 10. So, and, and Brandon gave it a 7.5, right? So, yeah. so yes. I'll split, I'll split the difference and call it a 7.25. Uh, I and, like it. And go from there. That's, that's what I can give you. It makes sense, man. It makes perfect sense. Like I said, it's, it's not, it's not terrible, but there's a lot wrong, especially looking back on yeah. it 30 years later. Right. Um, I it's, think you can find it. It reminds me. It it is. There's some nostalgia, right? Like I remember mm-hmm. that was that was the the song or the the album that like when you were a kid and like you're you, you, we always had that that one friend who had that older brother that was about seven or eight years older than us. He just got his driver's license and uh, and the only way that his parents would allow him to take the cars if he dropped us off at Chuck E. Cheese first, right? Yeah. That was the sure. album. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. was the album he was always playing. That was you know because he was 16 and rebellious and and he had one tape. That's all he had. One tape, right? Exactly. So, you know, so that was, um, yeah. There's a little bit of nostalgia for me there, but uh, that's that's about it. I'm afraid. I'm right there with you. So, John, since the yes. last time we saw you, you know, we had you back in in January. You and uh, Mr. David Steves were doing Good versus Evil pretty right. heavily. You had yes. added a bunch of new stuff, doing some sports stuff right. and whatnot. But right. since then, you guys have kind of ventured off into a different uh, avenue a little bit, right? Right. We've, we are looking to bring the podcast back probably as a, a monthly thing. Um, yep. So um, be on the lookout for, for that. Um, it, we've uh, so uh, in, in March, really in, in March of March, April of, of, uh, of 21, really 21. Um, so my uh, now fiance and I had been um, I obviously, you know, throughout 2020, live events were at a standstill, right? Mm-hmm. Couldn't do a, do a whole lot. So um, we were talking uh, about, you know, different ways we could still be, you know, or I could be in, involved with the, the you know, with comedy and, 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 you know, creating content. And it, it came down to, for me, you know, I, I was getting to that point before the pandemic that I was starting to, to be able to get paid gigs and, and things of that nature. I was, I was mm-hmm. doing well, but I was also, the, you know, that meant I was traveling two, three, four, five hours minimum to, to get to these, these gigs. And so it, it came to this point of, well, why can't I get booked in my hometown? Why, right. why not? Why, why am I not able to get paid gigs in, in my hometown? And the fact of the matter is uh, what we had for, for clubs at the the time, locally anyway, um, we're not investing in the local community. So we wanted to do uh, something that would uh, invest in the local community, something that would, um, uh, you know, give people who are, are local or regional people who are maybe more independent, maybe haven't signed with an agency, give them an opportunity to, to showcase the skills that they have and get paid for it and get paid well, while at the same time providing 
um, you know, relatively cheap entertainment for, for, um, you know, uh, bar patrons and f uh, for the venues them themselves, you know, because uh, you can get it, you can get a, a headliner uh, that's going to cost you a, a few thousand dollars at, at minimum. Uh, you know what I mean? Or you, or you can get the same quality from, from, from us and for what we were trying to do uh, for, for, uh, you know, uh, uh, pennies on the dollar. Um, so I, so we kind of came up with this, this concept of how we wanted to, to run basically our own production company. Um, and I brought the idea to, to David Steves and to, to Carl Sobel, our other partner, and uh, they were on board. And uh, so uh, we've been, been running this production company now since, uh, since about March of, of 21. That is awesome. awesome. Do you guys have any events coming up? This is, this is, this is yes. dropping uh, late, late this, November. Right. So this is dropping, this is dropping uh, Friday, uh, Black Friday, right? So mm -hmm. um, the, the next event that we will be having coming up actually will be uh, the Saturday uh, uh, after Thanksgiving. So the, the um, tomorrow. The tomorrow, the 27th, yeah. right? Tomorrow, yeah. right. Yep. Uh, so if you listen to this on Friday, uh, that will be at True North Tavern in Greenville. Um, if tickets are still available, you can visit our website, which is uh, dementedpeach.com slash tickets uh, and get those tickets there. Um, we, we do have uh, one thing that we, we do and that we, we are, are very careful about doing anytime you buy anything online, especially like event tickets, right? You buy something from Ticketmaster, or even Eventbrite. You say, okay, the ticket's 15 bucks. Uh, but then you have how many fees and, and that sort of thing added on top of that. Yeah. We, we don't do that. We, we are, um, the way our, our business model works, we're, we're able to, to afford to be able to eat the fees essentially ourselves without passing that on to the, the consumer because we don't uh, because fees are, are bullshit. So if we can afford to do that, you know, sure. why, why wouldn't we? So it's, it's a straight $15 a, a ticket. Uh, we do have a 20% discount if you are a military veteran. Um, so those, those options are available there as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's, again, it's, it's, it's relative, relatively cheap entertainment, but it's, it's high quality at the same time. So it's um, again, you know, 12 or $15 a ticket. You can't get much cheaper than that. Get out of, oh. get out of your house. You spent way too much time with your relatives already. Come out to the bar, get drunk, uh, watch some fantastic live uh, stand-up comedy. Uh, we will have um, trying to think. We will have, we'll have um, Jack Reeves uh, from uh, from Grand Rapids in Detroit. Uh, kind of moves back and forth. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Elena Gonzalez from from uh, Detroit. Oh, we've got friend of the podcast, uh, Elena. She's on the podcast before. Right. Uh, we've got uh, Rom Kelly coming out of Toledo. And we've uh, closing out the show. We're going to have uh, Adam Deggy, uh, who's a, a national headliner, but uh, resides out of here uh, in yep. Grand Rapids. So nice. Well, you finally got Deggy to come on, huh? Oh yeah. And again, for fifteen, I mean, these are the kinds of tickets that honestly should be causing you costing you twenty five, thirty bucks a piece. Minute. For sure. Yeah. Um, so for for these for these acts, so to get those for fifteen bucks a piece. You, you can't go wrong. So if their tickets are still available, again, uh, our website, dementedpeach.com slash tickets. Uh, and uh, just uh, you can choose your seat there and figure out, you know, if you want to sit next to your, your wife or, hey, you've you spent too much time with your wife this weekend. We're going to I'm going to sit in row A and you're going to sit in row D. I, I can't do it anymore. You know, yeah. uh, however you want to however you want to do it. I love it. I love it. No. And we'll, we'll make sure we post that on our page, too. We do. We do our best to share you guys with stuff because we we want to support you guys. You guys have supported us going forward. And we, we love what you're doing. Cause again, a lot of your guests, a lot of people you bring on to your stuff are friends of ours that we've brought on the podcast before we're working on getting Brandon on stage with you guys in the next uh, month or two here. He keeps saying that I'm going to get on stage one of these days. We shall see. Uh, oh, I'd but, love to see it. I would love uh, to just, see it. 
no, yeah, it, uh, definitely, Brandon. Want to get you on here soon, and and uh, yeah, Steve, as, uh, as soon as you're done. Twenty twenty two. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Listen, as as soon as you're done being a pussy, man, we'll we'll get you on stage. Um, Shots fired. That's what he yeah, does. We'll, we'll, we'll ladies and out. gentlemen, John Batch. That's how that's how this works. <laughs> I knew what I was getting into when I brought him on the whole time. It's fine. Uh, I dude, I'm interested. We'll see how it works. Like I said, I've, right. I've probably got five minutes I can write pretty easily with Steve, just stories from my kids. I did it once as a bucket list thing years ago, right? Yeah. I was asked to write five minutes. I came up with three because you write five, you get three. It's kind of how the ratio works because you talk talk quick compared to what you write. For sure. And, and, uh, yeah, I haven't stopped since. So, well, I mean, I I have because of COVID, but, you know, whatever. I mean, it's. It's been the same three minutes this entire time, but you know, <laughs> right. yeah. Uh, exactly. Hey, you know 100%. what? It's kind of it's kind of what he does. It's the same. It's the same like two and a half minutes in bed, but it's worked. It's worked a few times, so he's just steady as she right. goes. Exactly. <laughs> man, no, I'm. I'm, I'm no. I tease you, Brandon. You're you're I one of my it. favorites, man. You know I'd love you. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll get your ass on stage sometime soon, man. That'll work, man. Well, John, thanks for coming out. This has been a lot of fun, even though it's been Metallica and stupid and Lars and whatnot. I, I appreciate you putting my feet to the fire a little bit on this one and making me actually have to talk nice about Lars for a minute. Um, I fun. like it. I, it was it. fun. I, it was I a enjoy, good time. I enjoy watching you suffer because I am a terrible human being. That is, that is that, again, once yeah. again, guys, ladies and gentlemen, that is John Batch in a, in a nutshell. It's in his, he is, he's um, going to be married soon. Again, we are sorry, Demi. I usually say right, sorry to Brandon's mom, but we're going to apologize to Demi on this one. That's fair. That's that. Poor yeah. woman. But uh, guys, this has been the blacklist by Metallica with with John Batch. Uh, as always, I am Steve. I am Brandon, and we'll, we'll see you guys next week. See you guys. Notes, the goats. Notes, the goats. Notes, the goats.